Uh, thanks for joining me for another High on Healthy here on CannabisRio.com. And we're doing a little bit of post-mortem coverage here of the Wonderland Miami event, which, of course, you'll be hearing a lot of interviews being featured here on the program in upcoming episodes or subsequent episodes. Isn't that the, the other phrase you always use for that? So my next guest right now is a renowned speaker on integrative mental health, addiction, and trauma treatment. Known for her blended knowledge from a lifetime of experiences, evidence-based practices, holistic approaches, and plant medicine integration, along with captor, her captivating and animated delivery. So I'm here with uh, Sherry B. Kaplan, LCSW, and you are with Connected Wellness, C-A-N-N-E-C-T-D.com. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Really wonderful. We just got a chance to start talking before we got on. Uh, specifically, you spoke on integrative mental health, the new frontier in mental health and chronic pain treatment. And at one you've also spoken and also at various other uh, events when it comes to ketamine and cannabis assisted therapy, breaking the cycle of addiction, an integrative approach where the head, the body, fa body falls, how to master the brain body connection to promote healing and well-being and understanding plant medicine and mental health and chronic pain treatment. Before we jumped on, I mentioned the idea of where with integrated mental health, uh, that should be a position or direction that, you know, most professionals should be looking for when it comes to helping those with any related trauma, depression, anxiety, I would imagine in those areas, if this would be the end all be all treatment that replaces for the most part as a treatment that can help be a much more natural, safer, more holistic, spiritual approach than the conventional therapy methods have been used for years whether it's with you know serotonin-based inhibitors or using some other various treatments to help those because of well, we already seen so much research-based evidence of what psychedelics in various forms does for trauma and depression or for PTSD, that this is where that approach, this approach right now, a much more a more practical approach, I think, is where we need to start going towards. What do you say? Well, I, you know, I think as I was saying before we hopped on, is there's a role for pharmaceutical care, right? So if there is, someone is in an acute phase of whatever they're experiencing, like pharmaceutical medications are going to get somebody out from behind that eight ball really fast. The thing is that these medications were only designed to be used for like three months at a time. And so if you are going to get someone out from behind the eight ball with a pharmaceutical medication, then we must be able to follow up immediately with strategies and protocols and 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 it be able to get in there and affect change, not only behaviorally, but neurobiologically. I mean, we, we know that the stress response, that fight or flight response, throws us out of what we call homeostasis. And that's where our body self-corrects and self-heals. When we are in a rest and digest mode, we are self-correcting and self-healing. So when somebody has trauma or chronic stress or their body's been thrown off from addiction or pain, their body is no longer going back down to that homeostasis where it can start to self-correct and self-heal. So if we're going to give somebody a pharmaceutical medication to help their body get back to a baseline, which sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't, you need to jump in there with treatment. And so talk therapy is to me the basis of everything, right? Because you need to become aware and you need to know 
what do I, what don't I want? What negative beliefs do I have? What do I want instead? What positive beliefs do I want instead? How did they happen? Did they start back from when I was in my mother's womb? Did it happen because there was chronic and traumatic stress in my home? Was it relational trauma? You know, we have people who had their legs broken at birth and they never feel safe. And they're like, I had the most amazing parents. I was in a loving home. And so people don't understand why they're having anxiety and panic and not feeling safe. So we have to have protocols and processes that work with, that you can get into some into with someone that their body doesn't feel safe because they have a nonverbal trauma. And so having protocols that can work with mind body <laughs> is so so vital and then to be able to have plant medicine that can actually help the body get back into homeostasis is so important and then as we spoke about at wonderland we have additional tools like ketamine and other psychedelic medicines that can help do various things either pharmacologically we can affect change but also from an awareness and being able to see our scenarios and our situations and ourselves from different perspectives. Now, I want to unpack a little bit of what you said because there is the part where identifying what is necessary for that patient. Because if it is something that is a psychotic and an antipsychotic is needed to be administered because of a chemical imbalance, it's not anything that has to do with you know family structure, having a loving family, having loved ones around you, and not having any kind of traumatic experiences. To those that have had a traumatic experiences and have not been able to go ahead and overcome and rehabilitate from those experiences. So talking about, you know, the time that's necessary, that that talk therapy, it needs to be done before you can really determine what needs to be done next. Right. So like, let's use your example. If somebody had to go on an antipsychotic medication because they're truly having psychosis, my question is, where's the psychosis coming from? So yes, medicate that because you need that person to be present with you. But a lot of times when you start looking at their gut microbiome, we're going to see a whole bunch of stuff off there. There's also neurological reasons. A lot of um, men and women that I worked with in New York City who had what was diagnosed as schizophrenia really started out with severe processing problems that looked more like um, subtle Asperger's or autism, but really couldn't be diagnosed. But there was an offness there that had you de help develop them out of that and build the circuiting in their brain and body, it may never have gotten to a full-blown psychosis. But, you know, when somebody is off in one area of their brain, that means the body always has to be in adaptation mode. It has to be in fight or flight. Well, that's going to produce an awful lot of acid in your stomach, and it's going to destroy things like your serotonin production, it's going to destroy your endocannabinoid system, that system that cannabis works through and in our body and how our body produces our own cannabinoids that actually modulate every other system in our body, our, our central nervous system, our cardiovascular system, and that's all in our gut. So if you have a processing problem and you're born that way, then we don't we have to address the gut so that it doesn't turn into other things so that the body can move on to developing the right hormones so we really need to be looking at people's biopsychosocial not just a psychosocial not just psychological scores but literally 
what what kind of stress was your mother under while she was pregnant with you? What happened during labor, pregnancy, and delivery? You know, what happened as you grew up in life? Did you crawl before you walked? Did you, you know, did you do your developmental milestones on time? These give us all ideas of what's going to be part of our solution because if we know that developmentally there's something off that's causing some of the psychosis, then some of our solution is going to be different types of fitness and music and movement and nutrition and fixing that microbiome. But like you mentioned, we have to do the pharmaceutical intervention first so that you can get the person to a place where you can get them collaborating with you. Uh, it could be more things I feel like I don't want to also bring up in terms of determining how to go ahead and get that protocol for psychedelic integration set. And yeah, first of all, I think of a couple of different things. Number one, for a patient to come in, I used to work in a pharmacy for a couple of years, you know, as one of the clerks, and I would see all the medicines being administered out and seeing so many times, well, butrin or risperdal that was always constantly put out there. I'm like, but it's always the same people I see and those prescriptions going on for up to a year. And I'm like, just like you said, how long is too long to be on some of these medications? The other thing too, is that I also think about where some patients will think, well, I can't get insurance to go and pay for psychedelic integration. No, there's no insurance company that will pay for it. So it's an elective procedure. And meanwhile, if I go to insurance, maybe I can find mental health insurance. They'll give me the traditional route. So those are two areas I look at that also come across to me. But at Connected, what is it necessarily, how do you go ahead and determine the protocol as to, you know, is I guess it would be in phases, but the importance of really being able to go ahead and identify, like you said, if it's the gut microdome, uh, biodome, or if it's um, something else, so that you will have a better determination as to where to go if that if psychedelic treatment is necessary, or if it's something else that might work better. So there's actually myself and Dr. Michelle Weiner, and so Dr. Weiner does um, a very thorough medical consultation so that we know what's going on for the person medically. And then I do a very thorough biopsychosocial where we go through that person's development, their relationships, their nutrition, their exercise, like every part of their life, their spiritual beliefs, um, their relationships to their families, to friends, what kind of support do they have fun? Like what is their life, their whole world consist of? What do they do Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday? Do they have a morning routine? Like how how does their life actually function? How do they function in their life? Do they have time management, money management? And really get to understand somebody from the inside out and from development till now. So that gives us a pretty good picture of who somebody is. Plus, like I said, there's a medical consultation that's done in addition to that. And then we collaborate. You know, we we sit down and we look at the information that we've collected. We organize it and we share it with the patient and see what um, what the patient wants to accomplish and share with them what our recommendations are. And then we build together a plan that's based on what comes first, what comes second, and what comes third. Now, also, in the same time you're trying to determine with Dr. Weiner's work on the medical end and what you're doing on the, the social, in the psychedelic and more and the more spiritualistic and 
that there's also whatever medications that those patients are taking too. That there may, some people might not even take into consideration, whether it's birth control, oral contraceptives, or steroid medicines, or antivirals, or anything that's being used for treating epilepsy or Parkinson's. In the same yep. way, those are also things that I think it's just, it's so comprehensive to get to that point that I think it gets lost in the mix, whoever is doing the treatment. Right. You know, you need to take all of those things into consideration. For example, medications like Lamictal, anticonvulsants, you're saying epileptic medications, right. you know, if they're taking that medicine, that that changes the way that we dose their ketamine because it's going to change the way they metabolize that. When it comes to um, epilepsy, you know, we have an entire medical cannabis clinic. So we treat epilepsy um, with cannabis and different strains of cannabis. And sometimes we add other plants to the cannabis to make it work more effectively based on what type of epilepsy or seizure someone's having. So it's important that depending on what medication they're taking, if they're taking cannabis as medicine, that if we are giving a ketamine treatment, that they cannot take that ca that cannabis the morning of their treatment, because that will affect um, mm -hmm. the ketamine-assisted therapy. So um, and, and to me, integration is only as good as the preparation was. So if you don't have really good um, preparation, your integration is, you know, it, to me, preparation is, a, is not about what do you want to get out of this? And integration is not, okay, now you have more awareness. Let's pick this apart and see what it means. Like, to me, that's just, okay, but that's not, that's not healing that's awareness. And sometimes awareness leads to healing, but you have to do more than just awareness. So, and I think it takes the awareness on the part of the clinician or the professional who's taking someone through a psychedelic experience. You know, one of the things that we do as clinicians, is we have a tremendous amount of hours of clinical supervision. That means you talk about how you felt with the patient, what you believed, your biases so that you can be a clean instrument for your patient and that and and be able to be present in the way that they need you. And that's such an important thing. Plus you grow so much as a facilitator when you get to sit with other clinicians and hear what they're doing and how they're doing it and have a supervisor who can help tweak and add to different processes and protocols. And so I think it's really important that if we're going to have coaches taking people through psychedelic experiences, that they too have supervision so that we can give the best outcomes and the best opportunities and responsible opportunities and outcomes to people who need psychedelic assisted therapy. Connected Wellness, based in Boca Raton, we're in the hotbed of a very, a pretty well populated rehab community down here uh, you know delray beach is sometimes considered the rehab capital of the world because there are so many places for sober living so many different uh, rehabilitation programs that are down here and when you have people that will flock down here from wherever they are around the around the world around the country to come down here with so many different issues that have come across that they've been going in for years and years trying to go ahead and work through whether it's addiction whether it's just other traumatic experiences that cause the addiction so many complex issues that brought up across talking about the, the those patients that must be coming in that probably have gone in with just you know a, a a plethora of issues going on 
and what your treatment that you and Dr. Weiner have been able to do has been able to do for them. So and I, that's a great question. Um, I think I <clears throat> love working with people who have addiction because I think they're a very misunderstood population. Matter of fact, um, I, family members, people themselves come in and they're like, I'm an addict. And I'm like, that's not a thing. That's like saying that, you know, I'm breast cancer. It's like you're, you, you are in an active addiction, but that's not who you are. That's what's going on right now in your life because you're trying to survive. And so it's real. I think what we do very well is get to the root cause of what's underlying the addiction and then have various modalities of mental health available from cognitive behavioral therapy to eye movement desensitization reprocessing known as EMDR to ego state psychology to internal family systems to gestalt work drumming circles music and movement like different types of somatic work like you have to be able to get people connected to their body and self-regulating and develop their awareness and do healing and being able to help them to develop new neuropathways because then we're going to give them ketamine that is going to be able to quiet down that default mode network that place that is just autom on automatic pilot that quiets down and you get to connect to your true self and so if you focus the patient and you're, you know what you're going into. I no longer am willing to feel that I am a bad person. I am willing to know that I am good. And you have like, what does that look like for you? What would life look like if you knew that you were a good person, you know, and you didn't adhere to how you were abused and what you were told about yourself? If you actually were able to see your strengths and your positive beliefs about yourself, then we bring somebody into a ketamine session. Now, when they come out for the integration, you're able to unpack that as to use one of your words and to be able to then rewire and rewire their brains with tools like EMDR, where they can solidify that new experience and that new feeling that they had in their ketamine experience that gives them new perspective and now a new belief system about themselves. So that's kind of what it can look like. Um, and then we always address the addiction as well. So, so far, we have been incredibly successful with people who have addiction and our process. Um, we really have done extremely well with people not going back to using. Fantastic. And that's one of those areas where we have so many people that, are, that, that could obviously, that should find their way to the doors of Connected Wellness if they're in South Florida and see what, what can be done and just be evaluated and go from there. It would be wonderful to see more people get that chance. And just so you know, we also, um, Dr. Weiner has offices in Hollandale and Miami, and I work out of her Miami office as well. And we have a team of coaches that work in her Hollandale office as well. So we're not just in Boca Raton, where you can find us in a few different locations in South Florida. So let's go and direct people to the website. Again, it's connected, C-A-N-N-E-C-T, d.com and for those that are looking to go learn more about the integrative mental health pain management medicine if you can just go real quick and talk about some of the things that you do right there with connected wellness in terms of services workshops resources and the like thank you so we are um 
We do integrative mental health, which includes mm. cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR, ego state psychology, internal family systems. We do somatic work. We do movement. We do breath work. We do yoga. Um, we have a nutritionist on staff. Uh, we do ketamine-assisted therapy. We do medical cannabis recommendations. We also have other plant medicine formulations that we use to help people from anxiety to depression to chronic pain to sleep. Um, we also offer groups. We do drumming and music and movement, um, Qigong, Krav Maga. So we really pull together a whole bunch of different modalities so that we can help people affect change, focus their minds and master their bodies is what I think is what we do extremely well. Fantastic. Again, web website again is connected.com, a C-A. N-N-E-C-T-D.com. And again, I've been here with Sherry Kaplan, LCSW. Thank you so much for being on with us. And we're definitely going to have you on back on another program here on uh, Cannabis Radio to further expand on what you're doing so great right now with you, Dr. Wiener, here in South Florida. Thank you again for being on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.